Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we're going to have for you Chinese to go, hashtag Taiwan, and status update. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, December 31st, the last day of the year. And you are listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Shirley Lin. Hello. And Paula Chow. Hello. And I am once again, Andrew Ryan. How are you all feeling on the eve of the new year, 2020? Excited? Um, mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I usually feel sad, but also... Uh, excited about, you know, getting home tonight and having a whole bunch of friends over. Mm, and, hop uh, hot again, having, right? You're right, hop hot again <laughs> and just, you know, uh, have the final countdown together. That's true. It's interesting. I think for a lot of people, holidays can be a mixture of emotions. I also feel a little bit wistful at the end of the year, mm. but also hopeful. How about you, Paula? Oh, I'm not terribly ex excited. Just another day. Just another, <laughs> just day. another day. I like that. If every day can be just another day, then you're never disappointed. <laughs> All right. In today's program, we do have some New Year's related topics. We're going to tell you about a brand new zoo that's opened up in northern Taiwan. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about um, a... A ban on smoking in certain places in Taichung, which I think is good and interesting. Uh, also, in the mix, we're going to be talking about a college prof who got in trouble for requiring his students to do a certain kind of essay um, that was political in nature. Also, uh, this one I, I'm particularly excited to learn about. A woman has opened up six independent bookstores and she's actually making money. Looks like things are going okay, and I want to learn how she is doing that. So all these stories and more in today's New Year's edition of Here in Taiwan. Right, Shirley, get us started with this story um, today about the Shinju Zoo, which has opened up uh, just about an hour south of Taipei. Uh, and this is a zoo which has been very carefully designed to create an experience that's good for both humans and animals. Right. We're talking about this, like, uh, it's actually the nation's oldest zoo. It was built in 1936, so they have a total overhaul of its aging infrastructure with a no-cage approach, mm. which means no cages. It means the, <laughs> no animals, are the animals running wild. <laughs> well, actually, no, because um, we'll, we'll, we'll be safe uh, okay, if we good. go. Because uh, basically, there's going to be moats mm -hmm. and or bushes and fences no taller than 120 centimeters. So people get to observe these animals at a closer distance with Without disturbing them. I think that's such a great idea. Yeah. And I love visiting zoos that have these moats and kind of, it makes you feel like you're right in there with the animals. Right. Uh, you get an unobstructed view of them. But actually, it is very safe because yeah. there's no way they can get to you from where they are. 
Right, right. Very smart. So, mm. Yeah. So we're talking about like being able to view all the animals, including orangutans and Bengal tigers up close. Mm. And uh, basically, uh, the zoo actually, though, for that matter, has reduced the number of animals it cares for from 70 species to 44 to make sure that each group has like enough space mm. to you know walk around and do their thing. But anyway, most of the other species which were released to the wild or relocated to other facilities were birds. Mm. Um, adding that one of the old bird cages was turned into an art installation that you would walk through if you, when you enter the zoo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, it has also retained nearly 80% of the plants it had before the renovation, as well as some familiar structures such as a fountain and also an entryway that was actually inspired by a former main entrance to uh, I don't know what kind of place this was, but it was in Hamburg, Germany. Tier mm. Park, maybe it was a, a park. tier garden. Uh, yeah, a, a tier garden. It's called Tier Garden. So it's, it's a, like uh, it's a the Brandenburg Gate. Oh. No, no, not that tier. <laughs> okay, Tiergarten is like a German word, <laughs> right. and it's um the Brandenburg Gate is the entrance to Tier Garden. That's where um, Obama spoke um, before oh. his first. I guess when he was running for president the first time. I mean, oh, many I things have happened there. I shouldn't just, you know, right, right, give right. you the one American thing that <laughs> happened there. <laughs> okay. Well, it also has kept the pen of an elephant that was gifted to the zoo. Um, adding I'm sorry, that it's, a pen of an elephant? Yeah, so it means like a, um, uh, an enclosure uh, that oh. once housed an elephant. I thought you meant like pen you write with. No, it's like, wow, no. yeah. how, how does he hold the pen? And I think the elephant has since passed away because it says its preserved bones are displayed in the building, along with uh, historic photographs of the zoo itself. Mm. So this all sounds really exciting. Um, basically, this uh, renovation, uh, I mean, re- the reopening of the zoo just only happened this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took them two years to renovate and... Uh, yeah, I think this is exciting, bringing visitors and animals closer, because I remember reading the titles to um, the, the the same story, and mm-hmm. it said human-animal connection. I'm going like, what? <laughs> so now I get it, you know? I'm not sure what kind of connection I want with animals. I <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there. Right. <laughs> well, very interesting. I look forward to having the opportunity to check out the brand new, well, the new old Shinju <laughs> Zoo. So, Paula, you're going to tell us the story of a college professor who got in a little bit of hot water for requiring his students, it's a he? It's, it's a he, Okay, right. um, to write uh, essays about certain presidential candidates. Uh, the way he went about asking them to write it is what was problematic. Right. He's teaching at the National Taipei University of Technology, and he the course he teaches is called Politics and Life. And he asks his students um, if they support President Tsai Ing-wen, who is seeking a second term, then they need to write a 1,000-word essay. And if they don't um, support President Tsai, they can write 10 words only. 10? 10. Right, if they they don't support President Tsai, <laughs> but um, if they support an um, opposition candidate Han Guoyu, and they need to write um, one hundred words only, okay. so it sounds like it's actually a punishment. If you support President Tsai, then you have to write a longer essay. If you support the opposition candidate, you write a 
shorter, you know, maybe a short paragraph is good enough. And if you support James' song, it's only 10 words. Only 10 words. And then so <laughs> some of students are not happy. So I guess they posted the screenshot of his um, interactions with his students. Um, I mean, using the um, line, the online messaging. Uh, uh-huh. the, message. the app, yeah. Right. So anyway, this professor was interviewed by the media and he said that he denied using grades to threaten his students. He said this is what he thought. If you want to support someone, you have to express your opinion, why you want to support this person or that person. But if you don't like one person, the one word is good enough. This is... <laughs> You know, hmm. I, I, maybe he was trying to get away with this. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it sounds like. But anyway, the, uh, the college is not happy that the, the, the university said um, this is not good. Um, this professor will be, you know, subject to a review committee. Hmm. And the university also um, sent a former letter to all professors uh, telling them that, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you know impose similar. your own political or political viewpoints or religious beliefs on your students. This mm. is not what you're supposed to do, mm. right? But obviously, this professor is kind of political. But he once said that if my students support President Tsai, that means you are not paying attention wow. in class. Oh, but wow. anyway, I wow. guess, you know, not don't get too political. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? Making a very strong statement. Right, just don't get too political, especially on campus. You yeah. Know, sometimes yeah. it will cause tremendous controversy. Yeah, well, right. I guess what I find surprising is that any teacher would do it so blatantly, right? Right. It's one thing if you're kind of pushing your own candidate like a little bit in class. Um, that's harder to catch. But if mm. you make an assignment where it's very specific, a certain word <laughs> right. count, like you can't, you can't uh, defend that, right? Mm. You know, we in the media also have to be careful, too. We try to be as uh, independent and neutral, neutral. Yes. you know, as we can. Uh, hopefully, we're successful at it. Let's move on now to uh, a brand new uh, line, which has opened up in Taiwan, the South Link train line. Again, it's the new old line <laughs> sort of like the Shinju Zoo uh, they've been um, they've been making improvements to well the car line the train line I think has been open the whole time and they're now going to be uh, adding mobile service is yes, that right? yes for the, the trains yeah, yeah for the, the trains yeah, yes. yeah so um, basically yeah, they're going to install like uninterrupted mobile phone service while passing through some of its tunnels because 40 kilometers of the South Link line is inside 35 tunnels along the 98, you know, a little more than 98 kilometers route. So that's quite a big part of That's a know, huge part of it. Yeah, yeah, of it. Because that actually means about one and a half hours of travel time. Mm. So if they didn't start install the mobile service. So, um uh, actually, of course, the telecom companies have uh, uh, worked uh, at night after service ended to make these kind of improvements, which are mostly located in the forests and canyons yeah. along this route. Yeah. I can speak from personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely been on this train route a number of times. So basically, it goes from Taidong in southeastern Taiwan to Kaohsiung. Actually, it goes farther than Kaohsiung, but that's right. the main section okay. of the route. Um, and... When you get into the kind of like the really uh, rural parts of the route, like the canyons or the valleys and whatnot, or and certainly during the in the tunnels, you don't get cell service at all. It's very very hard to get any kind of uh, connection. So I think for people who are traveling this, um, it's probably one of the 
uh, I don't want to say it's the least traveled route, but it's definitely one of the more rural routes in Taiwan yeah. on the main circular train route that goes around the island. I think this is probably one of the lesser traveled routes, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now with the improvement, uh, I guess more people are going to take it because it's shortened the time mm. to travel mm-hmm. uh, between the two you know, desti- uh uh, and stations. Is that true for trains as well? I know for the the highway, for the traffic, oh, they've cut down I'm travel sorry. time. by. I guess like, we're talking about the highway. Yeah, yeah the highway, I think cars. It's, it's like 30 minutes shorter than it used right, to be. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Um, actually, between two stations, which is like eight kilometers apart, we're talking about Pu'an and uh, Guzhuang, um, they estimate they deserve about 550,000 passengers on that railway line annually. Wow. So, um, Half a million that's passengers. quite a lot of people. Yeah. It's interesting, though, those two stations you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> so they're pretty small. <laughs> and I've, I clearly have been through them, but yeah, I don't right, remember them. Right, right. Yeah. Just, yeah. Anyway, so um, about uh, quite a Quite a quite an amount of uh, budget is allocated for the uh, that goes to the you know this project mm-hmm. uh, is allocated for the forward looking infrastructure development program. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, you know nationwide. So we can see the importance of this and you know uh, being part of this program mm-hmm. that they want to install and do this kind of improvement. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great news, especially right. considering the one and a half hours of that travel time it used to be like no cell cell phone service. You know. Yeah. So this is going to be great. Well, next time I'm on that like uh, stretch of rail, uh, I will give you a call and we'll see if it works. Okay. I'll call you too, Paula. How do you think? Great. <laughs> uh, so enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> I am so looking forward to this next story. This is a story that you have, Paula, about a woman who has opened six independent bookstores which seems like a crazy idea in this day and age when people aren't really buying books, books. but apparently they are. Right. Six independent bookstores over the past three years. Whoa. And the business looks good. I mean, at least on the balance sheet. Well, she opened her first bookstore in 2016. And they think about this over the past 10 years, about 1,000 books bookstores closed Whoa. in Taiwan, 1,000 bookstores. So it's not easy to, you know, if you want to open the physical bookstore because a lot of people go, I mean, they do online shopping. They buy uh-huh. books online. Yeah, a lot so of people. A, mm. Yeah, it is a big problem. So how did um, this person uh, make it? Because uh, she um, she's very good at marketing and she's quite innovative. And sometimes she um, hosts events um, at her bookstores, she invites authors. So that there are interactions between authors and their readers. And her bookstore is, um, it's, it's a bookstore. And then part of this bookstore, um, she turned part of this book, bookstore into a coffee shop. So mm. it's actually, um, it's, it, there, you will see diversity there. Mm. And she also uh, works with um, land developers. For example, some land developers or um, builders, they want to build a model house. And she said, well, um, there, there's plenty of time. Can, you, can I use this model house and turn the model house into a bookstore? So she's mm-hmm. quite success, successful. And also um, another thing she is pretty good at is um, she usually um, her bookstores are located at uh, places where hipsters would go. Oh, So she knows how to, you know, 
catch their hearts, their minds. Yeah. Right. So she's pretty successful, but I'm still, it's quite amazing. What, it, it is. what is her name and what, what is, do you know what the name of the bookstore is there too? I'd be very interested to learn a little bit more about this place. Uh, there are quite a few bookstores. Her name is Tsai Reishan. Mm-hmm. Right. She has a marketing background. Yeah, she has a marketing background. She said that if she doesn't open bookstores, basically she says she's someone who knows how to make money. Wow. She certainly does. I'm I'm sure she did a lot of research in terms of location and how to run a successful bookstore. I love the idea of working with land developers or construction companies because those model homes often Mm. are empty. Right. And actually, if you put the bookstore inside the model home while they're selling the homes, Mm. you can actually draw more customers for both. Like they can kind of like help Mm. each other. It's sort of like, and some of the time, sometimes those model homes look so amazing. They look so like creative and so mm. kind of exciting. I'm always disappointed when I see a model home and discover that it's actually just a model home. <laughs> I was thinking if it was a cafe mm. or somewhere right. you could go and hang out, that would be great. Because mm. uh, they often, you know, disappear after two, three years, right? Yes. Um, they're just temporary structures. To, so to see that they can get a little extra life out of them is is great. But six independent bookstores, I mean, that's amazing. I can't In believe three that. years. That's yeah. so good. And well, it's good to hear that she's putting her um, expertise to use mm-hmm. in, an, in an area that, like an industry that actually really needs a little bit of a boost. Uh, nice to see that um, bookstores are, are still staying alive, even in the face of uh, digitization of books, right? All right. Very cool. All right, we're going to end up with this uh, this last story about Taichung, which is going to ban a certain type of smoking in a certain place. Um, and this is something that's going to go into effect tomorrow, January 1st. It's always fun to see what kinds of laws will, you know, kick off the year, hopefully the on year, the right, right foot. Yep. So Taichung City um, is uh, saying that uh, smoking will no longer be allowed near approximately 1,400 pedestrian overhangs and storefronts. Mm. So I think that's great because I know that even though they ban it indoors, mm-hmm. but once, once you walk out and people are just... All, everybody's standing there and smoking away. <laughs> right next to the door. I know. It's so supposed I, to be at least like, I thought it was supposed to be like 300 meters away from the door. Yeah, but people don't really follow that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so this is, when you say um, the overhangs, you're talking about like chilo. Mm. So this is like... Um, Outside storefronts and... Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of buildings... With a rooftop. Yeah. That's right. A lot of buildings in Taipei in particular, um, but Taichung as well, Mm. um, the first floor has a covered walkway. Right, right, It's just built into the structure of the building. Yeah. So that's actually a really, you know, common place for people to walk. Right. Apparently a common place for people to smoke, too. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the Tobacco Hazards Prevention Act did not originally list pedestrian overhangs as smoke-free zones, but the government has decided to amend the regulation to safeguard citizens' health. So... um, you know, especially like the negative impact of secondhand smoke, right? Mm. Um, so it's going to prohibit smoking in front of major convenience stores and coffee chain, uh, coffee shop chains. Mm-hmm. So um, after imposing a smoking ban at all 400 bus stations of its bus stops, Taizhou in 2016 became the first city in Taiwan to prohibit smoking in front of 66 convenience stores. Wow. And then in November this year, the government decided to reach, uh, well, reach a consensus with four major convenience stores um, like Starbucks and 
including Starbucks, Louisa, and 85 degree Celsius. What is it? 85 degree, degree Celsius, C Bakery yeah. Cafe to induce this new regulation at 1,400 locations. Fantastic! Great way to start the new year. Well, thank you so much for joining us for here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Paula Chow. Happy New Year. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese we use in real life in Taiwan. The new year is just around the corner. Happy New Year! Let's listen to a conversation. Time flies. The new year is just around the corner. Happy New Year! Wishing you health and happiness. 新年快乐。你新年打算做什么呢? Happy New Year! Do you have any plans on New Year's Day? 我会去参加元旦升旗典礼，然后去买一个新的手机，旧的不好用。I'm planning to attend the flag raising ceremony on New Year's Day. Then I will go buy a new cell phone. The old one is not good. 有时候新的不见得比旧的好。Sometimes new wines are not necessarily better than old ones. 你2020年的新年新希望是什么? What's your New Year resolution for 2020? 我一天一天老,所以我要身体健康。I'm getting older and older each day, so I guess good health is what I want. Now let's start with the first sentence. 时间过得好快,新的一年就要到了。Time flies. The new year is just around the corner. 时间, time. Guo means to go past a particular point in time. 好, 快, very fast. 快, fast. 新的一年, the new year. 新, new, 年, year. 就要到了, 到, to arrive. Here it means it is just around the corner. 新年快乐。身体健康。Happy New Year, wishing you health and happiness. 快乐, happiness. 新年快乐, Happy New Year. 身体健康。身体, body. 健康, healthy. 身体健康, wishing you health. 新年快乐,你新年打算做什么呢? The woman said, 新年快乐, Happy New Year. Do you have any plans on New Year's Day? 你, you, 打算, to plan. Here, 新年 means New Year's Day. 做 means to do or to plan. 我会去参加元旦升旗典礼。I'm planning to attend the flag-raising ceremony on New Year's Day. 我, I, 参加, to attend. 元旦, which means New Year's Day. 
升旗, to raise flags. 升 to raise, 旗 flag, 典礼 ceremony, 升旗典礼 flag raising ceremony. 然后去买一个新的手机，旧的不好用。然后 then 买 to buy 新的手机 a new cell phone 手机 cell phone. Then I will go buy a new cell phone. 旧的不好用 The old one is not good. 旧 old 不好 not good. 用 means to use. 有时候新的不见得比旧的好。有时候 sometimes 新的 new ones 旧的 old ones 不见得 not necessarily. B means to compare. 比较好 better. Here it means sometimes new ones are not necessarily better than old ones. 你2020年的新年新希望是什么? 2020 means 2020. 新年新希望 New Year Resolution 是什么? What is that? 你2020年的新年新希望是什么? What's your New Year Resolution for 2020? 我一天一天老,所以我要身体健康。我,I,一天, one day. 一天一天 Day after day. 所以, so, 我要, I want, 身体健康, good health. So I guess good health is what I want. And that's all we have for this week's edition of Chinese to Go. Happy New Year, and I would like to wish everyone health and happiness. 新年快乐,身体健康。Hi, and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. My name is Leslie Liao. I'm the social media guru here at RTI. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I'm going to be telling you about something called the Tetris Challenge. Don't know what it is? Don't worry, because I'll have it covered for you here on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, RTI social media guru Leslie Liao tells us what's trending in Taiwan. What do you have for us this week, Leslie? Well, I started last week with a video. This week, I'm going to start with another video. Check it out. Now that, of course, was the popular puzzle video game Tetris. Something called the Tetris Challenge has surfaced on the internet, and Taiwan has taken to it like absolute wildfire. Basically, all you need to do is take a bird's eye view picture of yourself laying on the ground and with all the equipment you might need during your day job. Mm -hmm. And this originated from a police department in Zurich, Switzerland. Look nice at picture. That. I like that. So neatly aligned, and the That's colors. Right. They even have like right. a, what looks like a rescue vehicle. Mm -hmm. 
and two people there, they like little like figures. Lego yes, it's all very <laughs> geometric, and that's why the whole Tetris thing comes through. Ah, okay. Originally, the Tetris challenge was for first responders, so like firefighters, police, EMTs, and the like. And Taiwan's first responders have been getting really into it, and they've been one-upping each other <laughs> to the point that a helicopter got Whoa, involved. Look, look at that! that. Looking helicopter too. And that's the National Airborne Service Corps. But if you think that's impressive, I got news for you. Boom! <laughs> Double boats. Double wow. boats. I'm talking dos barcos. Okay, that is the coast guards. And just look how neatly aligned the boats are. Those are actual boats. And to get that, you know, with the waves going around and to have them line up perfectly like that must have taken skillful maneuvering. And everything matches so well. Look at the mm -hmm. green water, the green boats. Yeah, you know, and, and I think this is really great too because it shows you how much goes into their work. You know, right. we rarely get kind of a bird's eye view of anybody's job. That's true. You and know? it's all in one picture, right? Yeah. That's so right. It's, and it's fun to look at because they make it so nice and neat. It's all geometric and it's all laid out very flat. Now, of the more popular testers challenges, this one's been getting a lot of attention. This is a funeral parlor. And what? Wow. Yeah, look at that. Ooh, look at their musical instruments in there. There's, uh, you see, Every... there's flower arrangements and uh, sacrificial objects. Coffin. There's also announcers and religious leaders. And it kind of deviates from the original spirit of the challenge, which is about saving lives. Right? <laughs> this is about honoring lives, right? This is about honoring life. So, fun fact, in Taiwan, the Tetris challenge is actually called the unboxing challenge. And like you said, people are getting very creative with it, including Taiwan's very own president, Tsai Ing-wen. Uh -huh. Oh, look at that. And she unboxed things that should be in everybody's disaster awareness and prevention kits as well. Nice. And she did this as a way to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the 921 earthquakes. Uh, so she was probably one of the first people to post on those pictures, too. That's it for uh, Hashtag Taiwan. Thank you for joining us today for Hashtag Taiwan. We hope that you're following us on social media. If not, do uh, follow us and do leave a comment below. We would love to hear from you. Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shuddy Lin. I'm Leslie Liao, sitting in for John Van Trieste. Yes, who is still on vacation. He's not coming back until the new year. But uh, in any case, we'd love to always uh, get in touch with you and just uh, to read your letters, just what programs you listen to and what you think about them. But before we get to your letters, we're going to give a little bit of our own personal status update. Well, it is year end. And uh, in fact, today is what? Today's the 31st. Oh, my mm. goodness. It's the very last day of, the, of 2019. It <sighs> most certainly is. We're going to 2020. I know. How do you usually feel at the end of the year? Uh, I don't Sad know. Sad or it's happy? A little bit of both. I think it's. Uh, yeah. I think the cold weather really kind of gets to me, <laughs> and then okay. uh, the pressure of finding something to do during the new year. <laughs> what? Wait. 
Um, I know you're working on the 31st yes. and you work on January 1st. Yes. I know I'm working on January 1st as well, but yes. actually tonight after the show, um, I'm hosting a whole bunch of friends at my place. Uh, some of them have never been to my place and uh, I've lived in my place for six years now. But anyway, oh, wow. so they say it's an excuse to come over to my place and then we decided to have hot pot um, to, you know, kind of like uh, uh, ring in the new year. Um, this is a very timeless thing, isn't it? Hot pot. Why do you think is that? It's that is so. The, you mean just for the new year? No, hot pot. I don't know. People <laughs> love their hot pot. It's actually it, quite... It's like, wow. It's like, wow. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, you're right. People do love their hot pot. Even during the summer months, like you would usually exactly, do all it. all year round. For a hot pot. Like you want to do it during cold weather, like December and now. Right. But, but in Taiwan, it's just like people can go to hot pot any time of year, even time. smack of summer. Yeah, yeah because it, the whole place would be air conditioned, everything. But anyway, um, we just love our hot pots. I mean, it's easy to prepare if you're hosting some guests at home, um, sort sort of. And so uh, you know, and and and. You know, actually, lately, well, actually, it's also my husband's favorite, especially now that he's trying to lose weight. Not that he's really lost much weight. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, with Hot Pot, he can just uh, figure he'll just eat meat and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And everything else, you just stay away. And that's what you can do with Hot Pots. Yes. Yeah. Because you want to stay away from, you know, the carbs and everything, right? So, you know, it's like a good way to lose weight. And yet... Uh, I, I don't know, build up muscle? I, I don't know, with the protein, with the, with the um, meat and all stuff. So, um, I have been having a lot of hot pot with my husband lately. How is it, how's it looking for him so far, though? Um, um, he can do better. Does he do? That's a, that's a lot of pressure, surely. Uh, he's got a lot of Does he do sauces with the, with the hot pot? Oh, you bet. Okay. Oh, is that it? That's it. Oh, man. That's what it is. Yeah, he can't do without a sauce. I don't think a lot. And many of us can't, actually. Yeah. No, 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 it'd be very, very difficult. At that point, it's just boiled meat and boiled vegetables. That is super healthy. That right. is super, that is like the most healthiest thing you could do. But By itself, without the sauce. Yeah, you put the sauce in, that's just going to throw something <laughs> oh, in your whole plan. Is that it? That's, oh my gosh, I better tell him when I get home. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to have a major hot pot tonight. Um, actually, one pot is going to be sukiyaki, which is a Japanese style, kind Shallow. of with, um, yeah, with um, you know Japanese soy sauce yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and um, sake and um, some sugar, I guess. That's the good and stuff. It's the, that's the broth. And uh, I figured that we would use that broth to cook the meat. Mm -hmm. Then I can do without the sauce yeah. because it will be nicely flavored, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I did once with my husband. And it was all you can eat a hot pot. And, you know, that's what we had was one of these sukiyaki pots where we just cooked the meat. And then the other pot is like just a clear broth. Yeah. And we just cook all the vegetables in there and still feel safe drinking that, you know, mm -hmm. drinking that soup yeah. from the clear broth. So I think that's what we're going to do tonight. I've yeah. done that quite a bit, actually. Um, well, I went there with, I went to a sukiyaki restaurant with my brother, too. Yeah. And, um, we did very well. <laughs> As in? As in we ate far more than two adult male humans should eat. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, afterwards, I got, after a ten nights shift, I suppose, I, mm -hmm. I need to go go shopping for some food. Okay. And we're all going to go to my friend's house, and he's got a nice view of the fireworks from Taipei Aww, 101. You're lucky. That's yeah, it. talking about that. Oh, good. So you're actually going to be there watching it, mm -hmm. whereas I think a lot of people resort to just watching it on TV. And we, That's the smart thing to do. It is a smart it thing to do. It gets so crowded down there. I know. I can't stand it. The pain it. is leaving the place. Yeah. 
It's like, you know, um, um, let's say normally it takes you a half hour to get home. It could take you up to three hours. Oh, more than that. Uh, oh, my God. We're talking about anyway. hundreds of thousands of people. And the yeah. metro system is running for 47 hours straight. Right. That's almost two days, surely, without stop. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, um, we're talking about the uh, the big fireworks, uh, final countdown fireworks at Taipei 101. Yes. Which used to be one of the tallest buildings in, in the world. Anyway, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I used to uh, watch it in uh, right you know, in person, and uh, that was uh, going on the rooftop of my friend's place right there. Yeah, so that was very nice, but uh, anyway... Um, I don't know if we're going to be catching it on TV tonight. Probably not, because we're just going to just eat and hang out, have dessert and fruit and everything till midnight. No pressure. And just, you know, yeah, yeah, just have final countdown together. Anyway, so looking forward to that. We can, we'll fill you in next time, I All guess. All right. All right. Well, in the meantime, we're going to finally get to your letters. And we just love so much to hear from you, just what you have to say about programs. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. You can always email us at rti at rti.org.tw you and we'll love your facebook comments as well as youtube comments so do leave us comments and let us know what you think about our shows and our news and everything in our videos okay now this first letter in my hand is coming to us from shin makino of saitama ken japan uh, he listened in on december 13th at 15320 kilohertz and uh i think he heard the news it was read by jake chen and uh, introducing the top three stories were Premier Su Zintang vowed to crack down on foreign funds entering Taiwan through illegal remittance channels. And then um, Taiwanese airline Far Eastern Air Transport has announced that it will stop flying effective Friday. Well, actually, it has resumed service. Has it? Hasn't it? The, uh, it? Yeah, Far Eastern. I have not heard. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, I think they're still working out the knots. Okay, President Tsai Ing-wen is calling on supporters who cast their votes for her on Election Day as she fights for a second term. And the Interior Ministry says it has been on the lookout for Chinese officials coming to Taiwan illegally for tourism purposes. Also, the government is redoubling its efforts to keep African swine fever out of Taiwan as the busy Lunar New Year travel season approaches. Also, Japanese police and the, uh, the Japanese Coast Guard have arrested a group of eight drug traffickers on an incoming boat. And in bleak news for Taiwan's workers, a new survey by 104 Job Bank shows that projected pay raises and year-end bonuses for the upcoming year could slump to a six-year low. Mm. Oh, that's not, that's not good. Okay, and then also he heard here in Taiwan, where I was in this uh, episode, we talked about the usage of Taiwan's emergency roadside telephone. Oh, yeah, I had that story. Um, These roadside, you know, um, like highway roadside telephones Mm -hmm. have been there for like decades, and nobody uses them for what it's meant for. People actually called it for cab, or they called and said that, hey, it's such and such Uh at home, you know? But anyway... And then about a Taiwanese man who was abandoned abroad as a young man for 40 years. Oh, yes. About also how VR coming into the medical school systems. And about a 94-year-old architect in Taiwan set to win an achievement award. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for the details. Um, It says that here, your station's voice is only occasionally heard in Saitama due to NHK interference. For that reason, I created a reception report using remote SDR at Philippines. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your effort anyway. That was Shin Makino of Japan. All right. And I have a letter here from one Mr. Alan Holder, who's writing to us from Isle of Wight, England. Wow. Far All right. Away, far away. 
he wrote a very thoughtful letter on the front, and uh, I'm going to you know go to his reception report first because that's just how we do it here. Sure. He uh, he was listening on six one eight zero kilohertz. The SINPO was unfortunately two two three four two. However, he says it's weak in signal strength. He gives reasons why. He says strong interference from the Vatican on 6185 kilohertz and PR China from 6175 kilohertz. So uh, he has a very narrow filter on the radio to reduce interference. He heard the news read by Paula. Some of the stories was the F-16 fighter jets in Pacific Asia will be maintained in Thailand. I believe Taiwan, shouldn't that be? Yeah, I suppose so, yes. Okay, Far Eastern Air Transport waiting for approval from CAA to resume operations. Local banks uh, to become bilingual by 2030. Next, uh, what's here? He was listening to here in Taiwan with Natalie, John, and Paula. They talked about Taiwan Temple Avenue food court in Taiwan International Airport. So they have a new uh, food court in Taiwan Airport, and that's modeled after a, a Temple Avenue. It's very nice. Popular foods for breakfast in Taiwan. I, I would like to sit, sit in on that. I wonder mm-hmm. what the most popular foods in Taiwan are. French TV hosts uh, enjoy Xiaolanyu Island. So, Xiaoliuqiu, uh, Xiaoliuqiu, sorry. Right. Uh, Chinese to go with Paula and then Hashtag, which is my segment. They they uh, watch the segment with the AI personality. Her name is Dai Yuan. Anyway, Mr. Holder writes, Dear friends, I hope that you are all okay. I'm fine here at the moment. First of all, many thanks for sending me the attractive 2020 calendar, which I received a few days ago. All those wonderful food dishes pictured look extremely appetizing. That's actually the second calendar I know of going to England, actually. Last, last week, we spoke of a man who got it from uh, London. Okay. And they said the same thing. Yeah. Status update was interesting to hear Shirley and John talk about house registration and how this affects being able to vote in elections, children's local school attendance, and so on. Here in the UK, we have council tax, which is levied on all properties and homeowners who have to uh, they have to register with the local authority. These days, children may not necessarily attend a primary school in the lo- immediate locality, as parents have now the option to select a school for their child. The money from council tax goes to the upkeep of local services, much like taxes do. Mm-hmm. Social care, recreational facilities, law courts, and uh, also refuse collection, which I believe is British for uh, garbage, garbage collection. Um, I, I forget, you do speak Her Majesty's English, don't you? Uh, not quite, Not no. quite? No, not and the vocabulary. He, um... He goes on to say some really nice thing. Your team continues to provide really fantastic programming, and whenever I tune in, I can be sure to be entertained and increase my knowledge of Taiwan greatly. Well, thank you so much. Some of the more memorable programs I've heard in recent weeks includes Taiwan Insider, in which one show had the theme, Could China Attack? It was interesting to hear how part of the population is worried by the threat, whereas the rest seemed relatively unconcerned. I was also interested in Taiwan Today, in which the China factor and its influence on Taiwan's recent elections. Here in Taiwan, uh, this week included a very good report on Taiwan University, which has introduced a rainbow forecasting system. I was sitting in on that one. And uh, I've recently discovered the program Time Traveler. That one's John's, isn't it? Yes. And uh, now making a point of listening to it regularly. All right, John will be very happy to hear that. I enjoyed hearing all about the Treasure Hill District in Taipei, originally an illegal settlement, but now a home to artists. Another program in this series I found very informative went back to the dark days of February 28th, 1948 in Taiwan, which is, yeah, the 228 incident. And you're going to like this one, Shirley. I've listened to Jukebox Republic a few times. Uh, but the very modern day songs just do not appeal to me. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't. You no, that's okay. Don't like that. That's okay. 
Everybody uh, this, to their own, yeah. Interest. These songs sound pretty much the same to me as heard on any popular music channel in the UK, except for the different language, of course. Songs from the 1960s to the 1980s are more to my liking. We had a classic rock fan here. The winter frequency for South Asia, 6180 kilohertz, replacing 9405 kilohertz, is difficult to hear in the UK, but it is possible to tune out a lot of the adjacent interference. I still listen mostly online for armchair listening quality. I wonder what that means. That you can really sit back and listen. <laughs> I guess so. To conclude, I send best wishes to you, uh, to you all for a wonderful year 2020. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Holder. Thank you so much for your thoughtful letter. Yes, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. All right. We've got one here from Italy. This is coming to us from Vicentin Flavio of Venezia, Italia. Okay, I hope I'm saying right. Uh, it says, hello from Flavio, near Venice. I had the pleasure of listening to your program in English with music, your signal and good, excellent audio modulation here in Venice. He listened in on um, December 24th, it was. Okay, so Christmas Eve. And uh, at 6180 kilohertz, listened uh, starting at 1650 UTC. Symbol rating was 44454. That's pretty good. Oh, that's pretty good. And yeah, he used a receiver that's a JRCNRD525 preamplified external double loop antenna. I hope you enjoy reading this report. As far as possible, I'll be able to receive your QSR postcard um, as a confirmation of your uh, radio station with no problem. And um, I extend my most cordial greetings to all of you at Radio Taiwan International, and we'll listen to you again. Well, great. That'll be wonderful. So, again, that was Vicenten Flavio of Italy. Okay. And I have one more letter here from India from a Jayanta Chakrabarti. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. That sounds right. I did my best. He says, Dear friends, as we approach the end of the year, as a regular listener, I would like to thank RTI English Section for your excellent service for the past months. Your programs have been useful to my family and myself in keeping us abreast of events and happenings in Taiwan and in the world around us. Programs on news, reports, features, culture, and music have educated, informed, and entertained us to the fullest satisfaction. Wow! We all hope that RTI continues with their excellent service in the coming new year as well. Let me take this opportunity to wish all the dedicated RTI team members a Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous new year to 2020. I'm happy to send you a feedback broadcast on 22nd of December, so just two days before Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. He listened on a YB-80 Grundig with a telescopic antenna, tuning in at 300 to 400 UTC. Frequency is 15320 with a quality reception of, get this, 44444. Okay. Which is... Not bad. I guess that's above average. Yes. Uh, they listened to RTI reports that 160 members of the U.S. House of Representatives called for a bilateral trade agreement with Taiwan. That was big news. The island nation is eager to expand its trade relations with the United States, and signing the proposed trade deal now is significant as 2019 marks the 40th anniversary of the Taiwan's Relations Act. Next one. Wow. All of our listeners today, I think, heard something about the Far Eastern Air Transport. Mm -hmm. Taiwan Transportation Ministry is still undecided whether to revoke the operating license of Far Eastern Air Transport, and RTI... Uh, Brings welcome news of first snowfall on the country's highest mountain peak, Yusan. I will be glad to hear from you soon. With kind regards from India, Jayanta Chakrabarti. All right. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for all your letters, and please keep them coming. As it is, it seems like we won't see you until next year, the new year of 2020. So, but uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Status Update. Uh, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Leslie Liao, sitting in for John Ventry. Yes. Yes. So uh, do write us. Our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan, and you can always email us at rti at rti dot org dot tw. But we always love to receive your comments on Facebook and YouTube. So uh, keep in touch, and definitely see you in 2020. And do write us and let us know what you think about our programs. As always, we just love to read your letters on air. So see you next year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, guys. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies: in Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kilohertz, and in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me/radiotaiwaninternational. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me/radiotaiwaninternational for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.